0: <sighs> i'm relaxed you're in pain but i feel <laughs> i feel like my pain makes you more I feel, relaxed i feel at my best know? when Aiden's in
1: pain. <laughs> yeah. yeah i feel like everyone has a
0: little bit of that it brings me there? some kind of sick joy don't you
1: think everyone has a little bit of that
0: what schadenfreude
1: something like that but it like remind it's not even that it reminds me yeah it like reminds you of how totally like, not in pain you are yep it's like a constant gratefulness. Sure. It's so like thank I can just God, do it. I have both my legs. my legs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've got a roof mm. over my head. I've got my IKEA sit-stand yeah. stool. Yeah. I've got it pretty good.
1: Yeah, man, you do. <laughs> I think <laughs> I need a new chair.
0: Go and sit on the chair. I don't think I Go can. Go sit on the chair now. I, I want your take. I
1: would. But it's too hard to get up and down oh. right now.
0: Well, oh, like, baby. It's just not <laughs> worth it to sit on a chair. Right, well, I'll get, I'll push you onto it on your way out, and you'll be like, wow.
1: How pretty was that dinner?
0: It was beautiful. What we, uh, we had a uh, Mexican food. Yeah. Aiden was feeling really bad laughing about Mexican jokes on South Park. So we made really nice tortilla <laughs> to, to make up for it.
1: We had the corn ones. And it always reminds me of this one time, literally like 10 years ago, I was at this bar. You know the bar right next to Enmore Theatre?
0: Yeah. Garden Guard- Lounge or something. Yeah, yeah, some
1: shit like that. And whatever it was called like 10 years ago. Yeah. And I went there like bef- garden. before or after a gig or something. And there was like tacos on the menu, like corn tortillas. And I was like kind of hyped and it was like five bucks a go. Yeah. And it, was so bad, like so deeply upsetting that every time I have like Mexican food, like, <laughs> you think
0: about that. 100%. That's so funny. It was so wow. sad. It was like traumatic.
1: It was like a. Um, You've
0: been traumatized.
1: El Paso, like white tortilla, <laughs> and literally just like the dog shitest of dog shit, like refried beans. <laughs> and that was it.
0: That was like what? the whole thing.
1: What? And I was like so upset. That's so stupid. They were like. <laughs> no, it was just some fucking, like fucking killing off of these things. Sydney white. Like mega Aussie lad, uh, like yeah. trying to do the cooking. That's so like funny. ten years ago. It's so bad. And he was probably like the owner and the bartender. Yeah, true, know.
0: true. Yeah, like
1: quit his corporate job, and he's like, I, I like food. Yeah, I go. I like food. Yeah. yeah,
0: I go for food like all yeah. the time. Like, I'm always at food
1: places. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> what a fucking fucking.
1: <laughs> we hate. Restaurant proprietors who have not worked
0: in the industry. It's true, yeah. It's
1: banned. Don't go to those places.
0: Yeah, it's like don't be a landlord unless you've been a tenant first. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Don't be a boss unless you've been
0: stepped on by a boss. Sure, yeah. Don't be a pilot unless you've been a passenger.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like a pilot or a passenger right now?
0: <laughs> in this chair, I feel like a pilot. It looks like a pilot. But when I leave my front door, I feel like a passenger. Yeah. I'm just I'm just on a set of tracks in this deterministic experience we call life.
1: Apparently, that's one of the things that, like, psychs you out about driving when you first start driving mm-hmm. is that you've always been on the passenger seat. Uh huh. And yeah. now you're, like, right next to the oncoming traffic. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, you know, a bit of a freak out.
0: Yeah. Well... You wouldn't know, would you? <laughs> no,
1: my whole life I've protested against driving
0: for yeah. like
1: environmental reasons.
0: Uh, nope. Yes, <laughs> I have. No, no, yes, that's not why. That's not yes, why. that's why. That's not why. That's I'm sorry. Why. I won't let you get away with that. <laughs> get away with what? You can't just like pretend like you're an eco, like non-driver. I don't like. I've literally never heard you say that ever. I I
1: don't push it like in your face because I've never been that kind of (laughs) guy. But like, let's
0: lay out the evidence. (laughs) Okay, let's try. Okay, let's lay out the evidence. I submit. Yeah.
1: Long time vegetarian and vegan. Uh, um, Yeah. All right. Two. Avid cyclist. For many years. Okay, yeah. Three. Yeah. Literally a solar energy professional.
0: Uh, objection! <laughs> objection! You only just started doing that, and that was after you started getting interested in getting a license. So
1: before that, I was working for old people with dementia. <laughs> so I've pretty much objection. always been like deeply concerned with people in the world, and that's why I've been, you know, anti-driving, and I've never learned because I just wow.
0: Yeah. I, just, I don't buy it. I just
1: don't buy it. <laughs> you see what I mean, listener? This is why I keep things from Matt.
0: Because he gets defensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sofa's in now, and now we're really podcasting.
1: And you have a luxury style, you know. I- To your credit, you have not gotten up off that couch the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) No, sorry, completely. And now I understand.
0: You're so attached. Yeah, it's it's like I really, really won this sofa now. You know, like really earned it.
1: Doesn't it make you scared? Like what? that guy might have done with this couch now that you like know him in
0: the past yeah so it does <laughs> smell very vaguely of his like crappy cologne and and of his like i imagine i didn't meet but like his like really ugly and bratty dog
1: you're going to talk about his his girlfriend <laughs> his spouse <laughs> i was like no i, was I like did i did hear head. someone sniffling was, inside
0: and i was like oh god i was like don't go there bro <laughs> don't go there i wasn't going to go there i saw you started shaking your head but you thought it was funny so <sighs>
1: Beep. All right. Enough fucking catching up. Alright. We'll do that on our own time.
0: Yeah, fair let's enough.
1: Talk about what we came here to talk
0: about. Alright, let's do it.
1: G'day. Welcome to episode two, season three, Hung Up. I'm Aiden.
0: I'm Matthew. Oh
1: yeah, you're trying that
0: on, aren't you? Uh trying what on, excuse me? Matthew. That's me. Uh,
1: this week we're talking about video games and art and maybe someone else.
0: Yeah, uh, we would, we've been talking a lot about video games. We actually taped a, a demo episode to try and work out what we want to say. And uh, I think we realized that like video games and the art world have a big long border. Um, so they share some things, some things hop over the border, but some things seem never to hop over the border. And obviously there's other, like, it's very closely related in terms of, like, narrative to movies and books. And then it's got its own special thing, which is the agency thing, which is, like, the big difference, I guess, that you could say it has. Our main measure on Hung Up of, like, art, I would say that we keep coming back to is whether something moves us. And it's just, like, a really neat, like, simple, like, Occam's razor type thing of saying, you know, is it good or not, you know uh talking about an artwork yeah so totally i think
1: like if we haven't seen each other in a while that'll often be like the nature of our chat like mm. that's like just where it will pick up mm. from like oh, i saw this movie i read this book
0: Mm-mm-mm. i fucking
1: walked past this leaf yes or you know i, dro- I dropped yeah. off this package at work and basically the like subtext is like and this is why it moved me kind mm-hmm. of thing you know exactly and i think the cool thing about that is that language is kind of usually reserved for more, like, serious art forms, mm. you know, especially that. Like, I, we wouldn't go so far as to literally say, this moved me. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of nice to dignify mm. video games in that way. Because um, it is, it's funny. It's an industry, I think, that we're, like, we know less about. Mm. I mean, all industries, all artistic industries, even us, can be a bit, like, um, you know, is it opaque. Like, yeah. the true workings of, like, theatre, fuck knows. Like, yeah. You know, the dynamics yeah. there. The game that I just have been talking to you on and on, and on about is Fallout, mm-hmm. like our whole relationship.
0: True. You made me play it and I, I liked it. it. Yeah. I thought it was cool. cool.
1: And I told you how when I was like 15, I went away on holiday and I just like kept reading about it. Like mm. I just got the game mm. Fallout 3 and you know, left it at home and then I was like away for two weeks and I just couldn't help myself. I was like running down to the business cafe in the crappy like three-star hotel and like Googling like whatever the fuck like was around in 2009, like IGN fallout law. And I wasn't even that much of a nerd, which like kind of caught me by surprise. Like I've never been super into like fantasy or, you know, I was by, by far like not the nerdiest kid in my school. I don't know where it came from. Something just grabbed me about it um but yeah i think the one you know i've had a bunch of moments with that game over the years like i kind of c- come in and out every couple of years but i remember like i played it uh you know maybe last year like i played fallout 4 which is interesting which is a much more um like action oriented shooter oriented mm. the funny thing about like fallout 3 is that it's and, like, there's, like, three games in the last couple of years. There's, like, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, and then Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. And Fallout 3 and New Vegas are, like, very much in the old style. They're, like... Right. The graphics are pretty janky. Oh, yeah. The yeah. mechanics are cooked. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, D&D, RPG mm-hmm. vibes. Like, it's all about, like, the fucking numbers that you've created uh, for your yeah. computer. Like, for your character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about, yeah. like, percentages. And yeah. it's not really about your, like, COD, fast twitch, like, oh, yeah. skills. Yeah. Whereas 4 mm-hmm. is much more like that. It's, like, more about, like, fighting monsters mm-hmm. and and being, like, you know, playing a shooter. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, the the moments that were really the most beautiful were in those older games, like, particularly yeah. New Vegas. Yeah. And something about it being kind of ugly. Yeah. Like, it would make kids, like they would be grossed out by it now yeah. i
0: think yeah maybe yeah it's it's like it's a tough um thing to like if you have like a favorite game from your childhood and you like try and show it to your friend that they ne- and they never played it it's like that's the big hurdle you know you know it's a really good game if just they could get past that but they're like it looks so ugly like well how could i some games kind of have this style that is a bit more lenient in terms of like You know, even with a crappy computer, it still looks kind of nice. Yeah, so
1: I thought it would be sick just to, like, start the episode with, like, you know, some big moments we had with Mm. video games. Some Mm. big, like, aesthetic, Mm. like you know, moments of
0: profundity. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, I was thinking about um, what has uh moved me playing video games and i realized that even in the most like in some of those like really famous narrative games like i don't know like zelda or i don't know games where you play a character through a story and there's a progression and an arc and there's like a whole you know there's like a whole writing team those never really got me like we've we were saying in our sort of research private patreon subscriber only episode that um none of these fucking writers have a fucking clue. Like it's just, they all tend to suck even, and maybe even especially on those big budget games where it's like hyper realistic or whatever, they spent millions of dollars on the engine and then the writing sucks. But anyway, all this is to say that when I was addicted to world of Warcraft as a teenager, I definitely, definitely had some like, like really like real feeling social moments with strangers over that um, I had this, like, um, I had a joined a guild in that game when I was, like, 16 or 17. What's a guild? It's like a, it's like a group of players online who were, like, we were all, like, sharing economic resources in the game and then, like, helping each other with things and then doing battles that were, like, you couldn't do on your own. Um, and I, like, became socially close to these people through that, like chat box and then eventually through like um uh, like audio you know microphone and and like headphone chats and yeah, it was like there was a family of people in this in this game. Like, uh, so I, I mean like there were four or five people in the guild who were related to each other and they were all playing in the same household. <laughs> and I like grew to knew them, like that because they were a unit, they sort of dominated the kind of feeling of the chat. You know, it was kind of like their house and we were in it. And like I remember seeing pictures of the house somewhere. I think there was like a website, you know, uh like attendant to the guild. And uh, yeah, I remember seeing like pictures of like the dad playing it on a projector in the living room and then like the daughter playing in her room and then like mom playing, you know, like the whole family was playing. It It was amazing. Oh, wow, that's wild. Um, and I just felt this like strange, like that feeling of being at like a friend's parent's house where you don't really get the customs or you don't really fit in some somehow. And it was such an amazing, like real social, like friction in this game that's designed to be like playing the pokies like addictive as fuck so it was kind of this cool thing where i I had my own guy my own like you know narrative um through the game but then like through this kind of like emergent um social thing i had like you know this strange social experience with people and then anyway i i think that seeing the inside of the house was one of the things that got me less interested in it and i ended up you know Playing more music and doing other stuff, but I was definitely hooked in that game for a while, and I had tons of those like strange social online interactions, you know.
1: Yeah, cool, man. That's awesome. It it is a really interesting and like, you know, rich part of like especially online video game culture, especially like you know when was that like ten years ago? Yeah, when it was you know in a different kind of. Cultural space. Yeah. yeah, it's cool because it I felt think, like an
0: underground thing at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: even now, I think it still can be with strangers mm. at least. Mm, yeah. Like teenagers and their friends, that's like, you know, everyone knows they do that. But like mm. to go and play a video game with a stranger mm. and like chat to them and, mm. and like play with them.
0: Yeah. I haven't done that in yeah. ages. There's something like, yeah, that the sort of society feels creepy about that. We
1: still do. Like yeah. it's funny and it, it's an interesting point. I remember one of my, I was doing like a philosophy of science class at UCID and one of my tutors, she was really great young and she was telling me that they were like on the verge of trying to or like her thesis was about video game addiction (laughs) and it was the social elements Mm -hmm. that was the thing that was like inhibiting it from getting a diagnosis like other forms of addiction right right, they couldn't like condemn it because they were like people are having like relationships that are somewhat indistinguishable from genuine socializing but you're right to say that we still find it creepy it's like yeah even in like you know hyper internet art world scenes where like part of us is wanting to like yeah 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 like online relationships they're exactly the same as real relationships Mm. but like we can't we're still yeah it's almost feels a little bit like baroque Mm. how scary we can find them and how like cringy we can find them yeah until they spill out into the real world
0: yeah that that's that's, it's i like that word baroque to to use it It it's like they're so like complex and there's these whole like every single one of those big, you know, budget games, especially if it's like an online game, that is by necessity, like by profit necessity, forced to be incredibly complex. Like you develop this, this user base of people who are experts and you know students and apprentices, and like uh, it, it creates this whole like library of knowledge that that they either have to build up or rely on like a website, you know, to or make their own website or whatever, like a wiki. Um, to do and it yeah something about that sort of deep like arcane knowledge gives it that sort of um, it gives that kind of like occult feeling like what are the what are those guys doing in the woods kind of feeling like mm-hmm. which i think is like kind of a cool tension to have around it you know i don't know it sort of makes it a bit more tricky and, and juicy to me
1: yeah it's it's really interesting because like yeah we were talking about yeah video games can't be Fortunately, like the constraints make it seem that the stories can never be that good. Mm. You know, story's not the focus, it's it's gameplay. Mm. Um, But when you take something online, like I'm thinking now about like, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 was this, you know, big landmark single player game that was Mm. the most beautiful and immersive world, blah, blah, blah. And it also has an online component. Mm -hmm. You know, and in the online component, you just basically like, theoretically, you could like roam around and like make these beautiful stories Mm -hmm. without the uh, limitation of like the writers. Mm -hmm. Theoretically, you could do something that's closer to like, you know, being a cowboy with millions of other cowboys. But everyone just, like, shoots and pillages each other and turns it into, like, a 13-year-old clusterfuck.
0: That's so funny.
1: And it's the same. Like, that's Rockstar. And that's the same with, like, GTA, which yeah. is, like, you know, the game of yeah. our lifetime. True, you know, yeah. Like, GTA Five has been on, like, some stupid amount of platforms. Yeah, like, it really is. Like, three consoles. Yeah. Three generations. Yeah. But I remember playing, like, you know, being about maybe 14, 15, playing GTA. And I was in, like, free roam. This is online. Mm-hmm. And my, like, bent at that time as a video gamer was always to be, like, a baddie and was to always, like, cause chaos. Like, I would just, like, want to, like, screen cheat and, like, just be annoying. Like, I'd yeah. always be the guy that's, like, hey, bro, like, don't blow up my thing. And I would blow it up. And he'd be like, <laughs> yeah. why are you blowing up my thing? Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's all I had ever known um that impulse and one time i remember just playing for about an hour with this guy wordlessly in gta and we were just like cooperating wow and like we were just like walking around and hanging out and eventually we got like a helicopter or a car or something that was like really hard to find yeah and i just like pulled out a rocket launcher and like blew up the helicopter yeah and he just left and i was like just sitting there like looking at myself like why did i do that <laughs>
0: <laughs> back
1: to your old ways and, like why I love does it. everyone do that like yeah. you know in video games it's yeah. like nothing can be like complex or beautiful or yeah. like that's the thing that the maybe breaks it from social reality like it's sure. the no consequence
0: thing the social contract seems so much more thin i mean that's like that was one of the things about like yeah online anonymity that everyone's like pissed about they're like everyone gets racist when you take away the like need to identify themselves i don't know i think like um i i really do think that the the that sort of like emergent social like complexity of those online games might be one of the most like unique and like um like the best thing about video games maybe you know it's like the 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 sort of the things that can happen when you have like 60 people in a room in this kind of imaginary world like that's that's kind of what sort of strikes me as like the really profound difference that games can have you know from movies and and books like it's just there's no other way you can do that other than you know in the real physical world which is is obviously not the world of games just to be clear so um yeah I, I, like hmm you got any, yeah Well,
1: like it made me think of among us yeah. Obviously, like, huge yeah. in lockdown this year, which was a very simple human game. Totally, like, yeah. Little, like, flat graphics. Yeah. And the only, th- like, the mechanism of the game was, you know, can you, like, like detect the human patterns in these little characters? Yeah. Can you see the, like, human failings and catch people out? Yeah. Yeah. And it was a super social game, right? It was about like totally, yeah. voting people off. Yeah, yeah. It's and, hi, like,
0: highly social. It's like you got to yeah, like suss like, out from it. the way people are behaving. like yeah.
1: Yes. Or like so cool. also like misleading people in the chat box. Yes. Like, yeah. It was Aiden.
0: Yeah. yeah. Aiden yeah. is sus. <laughs> yeah. I
1: thought that was a cool game.
0: Video game writers is sauce.
1: <laughs> I thought it was fun.
0: Yeah. I, I, like- I thought it was fun. I got it on my phone. I played it a little bit, a couple of nights in the lockdown. And then. I've never played it since and it's remained on my phone.
1: You know what I'm... Fucking delete that, dude. (laughs) You know what uh, I want to talk to you about now? All right, tell me. Like, we were talking about... You were talking about, like, in a kind of beautiful and poetic way.
0: It's at the top of recently (laughs) (laughs) added. I swear I didn't just add that. Um, Talking
1: about, like, yeah, emergent social kind of cultures. And I was thinking of, like, some... It was almost like a utopian vision of, like, human bodies and minds, Mm. like, freed from the realities of their, you know, whether it's their bodily limitations mm. or their economic limitations, <clears throat> mm. free to be, yeah, like, you know, in a wow mm. space, like to be like anything. Yeah. Um, but then the next thing that came into mind is like, all the displays, almost like NFT adjacent mm. of like status and absurdity mm. and like microtransactions. Yep. And then I guess also, you know, cousins with that is this like, concept of gamification yeah yeah true those are kind of two different things but yeah interesting
0: yeah so you can now like spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in video games sometimes in a single purchase like which is crazy i feel like grand theft auto just added that as well like you could buy like the bugatti or whatever and it's like thousands of us dollars there's a
1: huge like fucking hype car industry in in gta online yeah like that's the drops it's always like new cars new cars new cars right right right. you need to be seen in the new car that's
0: so funny yeah 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 i i've never really spent money on video games like that like it just always seems like the dumbest shit ever (laughs) you know worse than an nft somehow like Yeah, cool. I think
1: like it'd be cool just to say some closing words on that topic just about, you know, I like the co-option of that language and those ideas.
0: Sure, of the gamification. Yeah, Yeah. I
1: think of it in like the most like fucking grim cesspits of like middle management capitalism yeah leaderboards where you're pitting workers against each other yeah like oh god yeah totally you know that kind of and then like bullshit
0: the, the like really dumb thing where it's like um in video games they're usually called challenges or something but it's like like a productivity app and it's like so fucking arbitrary and dumb it's like you fucking cleared five tasks today you get a little golden sticker like fuck off like it's so condescending and i hate it i've never and it always has seemed like just like the dumbest thing ever And, and i sort of i imagine two scenarios it's like one person like bored out of their minds just makes 50 blank tasks and clears them and like wins the game in air quotes or i think of like a really mean manager like using that as their fucking yardstick for success and it's like i can't complete these five today like and they're like but you have to get your five today and it's the end of the week so you need like just you know both of those things like sicken me
1: (laughs) yeah i'm pretty suspicious suspicious of it yeah as a fucking as you say it's never really helped me It's <laughs> yeah. really done anything for me yeah. it only seems to be like yeah. you know fucking tech companies can use yeah. it to fuck with me and yeah. that's about
0: it <laughs> didn't it seem like such a clever idea 10 years ago we were all like wow we're all going to be speaking french speaking latin we're going to be fucking meditating and sleeping like amazingly. we're going to be eating exactly to the number how many calories well just goes to show not every idea is a good idea it's still the way it's always been yeah. you gotta yeah. like
1: sit down yeah. in a room with yourself yeah <laughs> deeply convince yourself yeah, yeah. And that's all you got <laughs> totally yeah <laughs> fuck
0: <laughs> i wanted to kind of talk about like um the the sort of like we just read this essay what was the guy's name i forget it was in the lrb yeah the london review of books and it was written in, like, 2007, when video games had just overtaken uh, books and movies as, like, you know, just in an annual sort of revenue kind of sense. It was, like, they were talking about, like, 4.2 billion pounds or something. Today, I bet you it's probably worth, like, 42 or 420 billion pounds, like, globally. Anyway, it was interesting, like, sort of historical piece to read. But he made he made a really cool distinction that I thought would be cool to bring up was, like, the, the difference between... Games like Mario Kart and like Wii Tennis, which he was saying like get at this like pure fun thing, like just pure entertainment. He had this beautiful thing that the Japanese game designer uh, Miyamoto um, said he wanted like a grandparent and the grandchild to be able to enjoy the same game, which I think is super cool and like noble and actually like quite deep and and meaningful, if you ask me. Um, The distinction between that type of game and then like, yeah, let's say like, you know call of duty and splinter cell and like world of warcraft what these games where now it's like there's objectives to complete and maybe a crappy story to follow along if you can through their horrendous writing um and like yeah all these other sort of mediated uh these other layers that sort of um they sort of eke out the fun like the pure fun for you if there's any at all in the game. do you like? Do you? It seems like we both, in in general, have tended towards the second camp. Like we tend toward these games that are like big, serious commitments, and it's like a forty hour gameplay sort of career. And you know, you have to like. Well, this guy in the in the article was saying it's kind of like getting a job. Like now you got to go and kill seven dragons, and then you get the fucking reward. Um, yeah. Do you do you think like? Do you, Do you think one of these two types is more? like is better than the other or or is is more meaningful or something or is there is there room for a moving experience in like mario kart Hmm.
1: if there's room for a moving experience in mario kart like it's to do with playing it with friends yeah like like you're saying with the grandparent or whatever and it's about getting it's like you know at that point like we're basically talking about like nintendo this Mm -hmm. dude like you're For me, it seems like you're extrapolating something like any other traditional game, like non-video game. You're playing like (laughs) I don't know, like tag or something together. But it's just been like juiced up computer. But it's essentially like (laughs) in that world. Uh It's just a mechanism for like pure play, Play. and that feels like it has a very like deep rooted history. Mm. But that is not the kind of game you would play by yourself.
0: It would be weird to do we bowling all by yourself, I guess. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I'm sure
1: people did it. But people
0: have definitely done that. The way yeah. Nintendo
1: is marketed and I think the yeah, most fun I've had with. For it. That, yeah. I know you can I know Mario has its, you know, Galaxy or whatever has yeah, it yeah. really fun gameplay yeah. stuff. But I mean
0: but actually he also he talked about that and he was like, it's not, you know, there's no narrative really. Like there there is a very bare bare whiff of a narrative, but there's no like writing in that, you know. It's
1: just mechanic. Which
0: is kinda cool because it's like we know what we're good at, you know? <laughs> Sparkly yeah. and fun.
1: Although like Say what you want about Call of Duty, it's the game I've had the most fun with, like, bar
0: none, Yeah, my entire life. Yeah, mine is also a shooter, I would say, like, Battlefield 2, in, yeah. like, fucking, I think they stopped, like, running it, because you had to go on to servers, like, in, like, 2000, and I don't know, 16 or something, but I just had endless, endless fun with it, or, like, heaps, th- that thing that I was saying about emergent social things, it's, like, it's happening... It's happening like seven times a a match, you know, and you could have dozens of matches in an evening and just so much like pure fun, no fucking narrative, like boring, but just pure, pure fun. There was this huge, big like um, player base of people with like, you know, the normal bell curve of skill level. So it was, there was always someone to pick on and there was always someone to pick on you and it was just like fucking fantastic fun. It was great.
1: (laughs) It's a really good point. And I think Call of Duty is kind of, you know, unique in the sense or like any of those like big shooters, like battlefield was, Mm. especially I think call of duty, like four and, you know, around that time, it really was like, had never quite reached that Mm. level of, I don't know, like complexity before and fun. Yeah. It was like all the mechanics. Yeah. Like that game was just, it was a real shift, right. In terms of like what they had been able to provide to players. Totally. Yeah. In terms of, but yeah, I've never been able to like lose myself for, You know, hours and hours and hours like I could in those games, complete immersion, even like today with like the latest one, like, you know, that goes back to those mechanics. But yeah, it's really funny what you bring up about like the emergent social mechanic of like around like even just in in one round. So you've got like 10 minutes, say it's like deathmatch and your goal is to like kill the other guy as much as possible. (laughs) But uh, the the Call of Duty especially, I I think Battlefield's a bit slower pace and a bit bigger maps. But Call of Duty is usually quite small. So there's these almost like semi or subconscious movement patterns that you're making as you like continue to move around the map. And you can almost like say you kill someone And you keep like the thing that I love the most about those games is like keeping this like pace going as I like go deeper into like the enemy zone and all these parts of my brain, it's like, I can feel them. I like, okay, you know, that person was killed, you know, 30 seconds ago. They're probably like have reappeared here and they're probably coming on here. Like there's a sense of uh, continual like perpetual motion and you can almost sense and then you kill the guy or whatever. And then you see their like gamer name and you're like, you know you've just like gotten into this dynamic like fuck that guy killed me four times or he you can see him fucking running back
0: he's a nemesis yeah exactly
1: you see him like sprinting back into the room that he thinks you'll be in yeah. but you're creating these like little mini battles yeah little micro within. narratives yeah.
0: constantly developing and disappearing it's so true I and mean, i think like one thing that we could talk about um so one thing that we sort of um we should bring up from the like research app that we recorded, but didn't release was that there is definitely like that kind of like genius mastery in, in the design of these things. Like you can find in a painter. Like one thing that came to mind when you were talking about that was the people that design those maps. Like there is no real world location that looks anything like that, but it feels like something you could plausibly see in the real world. Although it's like set up for that kind of, amazing like flow like you're just constantly flowing through these maps in a real world situation there's just tons of dead ends like it would be really boring to do that i think maybe it would be interesting for one round but it, it the novelty would wear off and there would be all sorts of annoying like bits where you can hide where no one can see you kind of thing you know totally. i think i think that like is just one example of that kind of like mastery thing imagine what those guys spent in terms of time and money on like making sure the map cuz that's like the whole meat of it really is the maps yeah especially games games. like
1: it's you know it's 10 or 20 maps and that's what millions of people are going to be playing for
0: like a year Ah, straight that's an interesting like thing like just saying that like reminded me of um being a kid playing counter-strike and there's the really famous map called d dust or, or dust dust was like one that shipped with the game and then d dust was one that like a a user made i think but it ended up becoming like the most famous map and i just always remember and it's like it's funny it's like set in the daytime and it's just this eternal day and i just have this kind of feeling of like millions and millions and millions billions of people knowing that place like it was their family childhood home you know and like every square inch of it lit up eternally by the same sun you know it's just this funny like like meta location in thousands of people's brain stems now. Like they, they know it. You could know it in like a bodily sense of the word of knowing, you know, like, like how, you know, the shape of like, you know, your own house kind of thing. Truly. Yeah. And then some dude. Yeah. Sure. As we're
1: talking now, it's like, yeah, giving me like crazy flashbacks to like, yeah call of duty maps and you know that those things are masterfully designed and something that speaks to that too is the fact that over the lifespan like so now that call of duty 4 came out whatever 10 15 years ago in the new game you still have maps from call of duty 4 right because they're that good they're that hard to make that they've been like there are games that people are like no it's a new console cycle it's a brand new game i just want to play with my friends on that map and like it's almost like they'll just be like it's all i need like i'll just do this forever
0: interesting yeah that is honestly how i felt when they turned the servers off for battlefield 2 i was like i'm not done i was having so much fun you know yeah and it's funny we're not even that serious gamers like like we're casual gamers at best we haven't played a game in in ages right now like
1: i think though the thing like part of that distance might also mm -hmm. you know we're older now
0: yep, and we're true.
1: removed we from We have it.
0: responsibilities. <laughs>
1: yeah, but not even responsibilities. I don't think like playing Modern Warfare 2 in high school was fucking fun and addictive mm. and intense, mm. but I don't know if it was. And like, yeah, there are moments. There's like a map set in like a Brazilian favela and like it was beautiful, but I don't know if I would have known that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I would have was aware of being moved. I might've just been like, fucking xbox 360 booting noise yeah 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 (laughs) fucking lock me in let me forget (laughs) about my day whereas i wonder where like having some distance and like i've got this game at home yeah you know and i haven't booted it in three months whereas you know if i was 16 there's no way yeah so it's almost it's like yeah i I wonder whether like with a bit of distance you can find you know it's more easier to mine the aesthetics and the you know with a bit of reminiscing and nostalgia Because there is a lot of ugliness, I think, with video games, too, that can't be ignored, you know, in a way that, like, it can make you feel like shit. You can fuck up your day. Like, you can become addicted to it. Like, it is escapist as fuck. And there is a reason that we do feel culturally a bit dismissive of, like, the value of, hardcore video gamers because there is no denying that part of the culture like yeah cool we can talk about like wow and and cod and socializing and beauty but there is also a lot of you know i don't know just like man childish sadness (laughs) yeah totally
0: yeah you know for sure yeah there's a lot of like that feeling that rightly gives us that the heebie-jeebies that like creepy sickly social thing that like there's something up you know there are sensitive people, beautiful, sensitive people in this world who, in their spare time, <laughs> murder 14-year-olds on the internet. For I fun. have
1: actually always, like, once I got out of my, like, I'm a snob and I only like artisan cheeses. I, I only like
0: Matisse and <laughs> Matisse. and real French champagne. <laughs>
1: Matisse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Once I got out of that phase, <laughs> I've taken a lot of pride into, it, you know, as I think everyone should. Mm. And I hope that we're not losing that, like... Mm fucking you know it's an old it's probably when was that shit around like early 90s like give what, yourself video the, games no like the high low shit
0: yeah you know yeah totally yeah
1: give it to give it to yourself
0: man yeah it's you're like, allowed yeah you're allowed yeah i mean just the world today even from 10 years ago when that guy wrote his article i was i was saying to you before we started taping it's like there are some some stuff that some things that make sense but like everything's just so mixed up now folks it's all mixed up and strange and just none of that stuff seems to be as like you know like it doesn't seem to be such a defining feature of anyone anymore like whether they like a certain thing or or do a certain thing do you not think i mean i don't know i I don't really there are people who are like serious artists who are also like on world of warcraft you know and like who gives a fuck like whatever i
1: i want you to be right but i still do think that the shit this guy was saying. We'll link the article. He was like, mm. he he was saying it's it's super culturally segregated. Like mm. people don't fucking give a shit about video games, mm. and people who play video games don't go to the theater.
0: They don't read newspapers. He said, <laughs> yeah, they don't yeah. read newspapers. <laughs> I thought that's fine. No the one reads newspapers anymore today. Gallery. That's true. So people
1: read a shitload of news, a shitload,
0: probably more than ever. More than they play games. Probably. Yeah, I reckon. Well, actually, no, I reckon. On a on whole, video games take up more, like, just total hours spent. Than yeah, probably more hours. Spent, yeah. But the
1: thing is, you've got, like, the teenagers reading news mm. and, like, every generation up. Mm. Whereas, like, you know, not that many people over, like, what, 45 play video games. True.
0: I mean, there are 45-year-olds today who were, like, like already adults when gaming was, like, maturing, you know? That's true. So i don't know yeah. i'm
1: not super tapped in i'm just going based on you know what i see and i and i do think like there's a comment on that article where he's like a lot of people won't know what's happening in video games like around you yeah. he talks about bioshock yeah you know this important game and he goes yeah. you know it's doing all of this and that yeah. and this and that's a game that's like critically acclaimed and yeah. gamers love it and he's like none of my friends know what it is mm-hmm. and to be honest like how many people do you know that know what
0: bioshock is i do know a lot of people that know what that is But I have a weird friend group, like...
1: They know what Bioshock is? Yeah, for sure. Who knows what Bioshock is? Like,
0: you want to just name drop, like... Griffin knows what it is. Glenn knows what it is. Ella probably doesn't know what it is. Glenn knows what
1: Bioshock is? Yeah, for sure. Does Glenn play video games?
0: He has played video games. He's borrowing Angel Switch right now, actually. (laughs) (laughs) We're keeping you up to date on the I don't know, like, whatever. Like, Okay, (laughs) what if you went, like, one generation
1: up? Like, a little bit older.
0: Yeah, okay. Like, Nat probably would know... And then, like, uh, yeah, that generation like is getting 35. a little bit shakier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, i is saying it's yeah. subcultural. It's like almost countercultural, and it's creepy. And like, there is definitely a perception that gamers are nerds, and nerds are bad, right? Like,
1: that's, uh, okay, I almost want to go like full James Baldwin quote. Okay, Layout, where he's like, yeah. you know, something's fucked up in your society when it's not producing poets yeah something even worse is happening when it's not listening to the report that only poets can give Mm -hmm. sub in like any artist you want Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is our like culture listening to the report that like only video games can give Uh, because they have like a unique thing which is this agency yeah but i still feel that they're not given it's not the yeah. kind of thing you put on the same category as, Yeah. you know, it would be a bit unusual if you sat down, party or whatever, or just for some drinks and you're like, I, I watched this amazing movie. Everyone would mm. kind of listen and expect mm-hmm. that.
0: Mm-hmm. But if you
1: were like, I played this video game and it yeah. did this and yeah, that and this, me. and I had this moment, that would still be a little bit weird, which Look, feels old fashioned.
0: I think until there are some really genuinely good writers in those fucking dev teams, like I just don't see how people can come to a party with that fucking sentence loaded up in their brain. People
1: are moved by like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that's, that's not, fine.
0: That that doesn't count. That's of
1: course it counts. Well, I mean, it, like it counts, counts as
0: art or whatever. Like, and it counts as a moving experience for sure. But like, but like everyone knows that like that's not you know like the cool movie that they have to know. Black Panther. I mean, that's that's a cool exception to it, yeah. But what I'm saying is that I, I don't think video games is yet able to express what only video games can tell. I don't think at that's it's true. At its best. You know, like oh. I, I think there's so much more room for like that amaze that amazing immersive moving experience of some type of agency. You know, but it somewhere. can't
1: depend on the writing. Like I will let's circle back to like my moving video game. Sorry, and I don't mm-hmm. have all the details, mm-hmm. but like this is game Fallout. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, like, you know, nuclear war, dystopia post-apocalyptic thing Hmm. so they've got these like old-fashioned terminals as Mm -hmm. their computers like you know sexy green hacker text on like black background and one of the ways that you can explore the game is just to walk through buildings and like read through terminals and it's like a super old school like role-playing game mechanic like you know in Skyrim or Oblivion you pick up books and in Cyberpunk you pick up these like disks or whatever and it, and it's really like you know for people that want to go hard they could read a whole book of like lore in game um and there can be like lots of room for like really cool stories cuz like in those terminals there might be like private emails like you're in a a new culture like in a vault or you know in a community of people and you can read like secret emails that have been sent between like you know between people or you could never know that terminals ever there or you could not have enough like hacking skills to get into it, or you could just like not care and you could never read it. So that's the kind of um, I think storytelling ability that games currently do have, yeah. where you can combine like written text with complete agency. Like you don't have to read it if you don't want to. You could go hard. And I remember there was one moment where I had like gone into this place, explored, read through all of the terminals, and it was basically about the story of this like crazy CEO, like like descending into madness and he had actually like started laying traps in each of the rooms like as you walked into the final office there was like a shotgun trap that you like got shot by or there was like grenades on the staircase and just this abandoned uh place and then so i had come through town like you know out the back of like the Vegas strip or whatever. And I'd come like a weird way. So I'd gone through that building before coming into town. So I'd like learned about this guy and this history and then I got into town. And so like the town experience is where the game designers expected you to go first. So then when I start (coughs) talking to people, Everyone's talking like, hey, don't go over to that <laughs> tower. There's a big crazy Jack who <laughs> lived there. And I was like, oh, fuck, cool. Like, I kind of, like through my own agency and exp- exploration, like, almost subverted the, gra- the game. And the developers knew that was something that you could do as well because they didn't limit you. Yeah. So I don't think, like, I think if we talk about agency as the defining factor of a video game, and then we're saying, oh, no, it's the writing and the characters that has to, like, be the thing. That just feels like we're doing the, like, let's emulate movies or novels. I'm like, no, let's create the space that the player explores. And it's always going to be gameplay. Like, it's never going to live up to the fucking Sopranos or whatever, like a book level of of writing. And it just feels like, are we going for the right thing by asking for that?
0: Yeah. Mm. Good point. Hmm. Good point. I will will cop to that. Like, I, I, I think I agree with what you're saying. Um, and then it kind of, like, brings up to me another point that the guy had in the essay, which was, like, um, talking about how, that like, a lot of games, especially that type of game, have these, like, really annoying, like, dumb-feeling conventions, which, to someone maybe getting into it for the first time, it feels, like, uh, pointless and, like, needlessly difficult and, like, a, a sort of a block to having fun or something. Do
1: you have any examples of those? Yeah, like, like um, yeah, heaps. Ones.
0: Yeah, there's, like, there's heaps, like... um, Like, dude, give me a genre and I'll give you a convention.
1: I don't know. What's your, like, the fantasy ones? Okay.
0: hit, Hit points. And then your hit points recharge. Or they don't if it's a hard game. Um fantasy um yeah fucking picking up books to read the story like that's a total convention fucking having statistics like you have a number out of a hundred or, or just an uncapped number like it's full of conventions and then and then just the aesthetic is quite conventional too it's like the medieval times but there's magic and dragons like and scary monsters yeah you know, right um, so all
1: these things that we've yeah. just part of the, the yeah the genre like deeply baked in
0: yeah and it's like um, so he quoted he quoted someone who was talking about cinema um, conventions, and and that guy was saying like uh, they seem like totally arbitrary if you think about it, and like I, I fucking agree like like there is definitely some at least with cinema there's some kind of like psychological basis that some of them are formed on like that famous effect where it's like if you show a person's face and then cut right to something happening it seems like they're reacting to that even if in reality there's the famous like little film sequence where it's like the same person's face and then it cuts to all these different types of scenes like a tragedy and then a funny thing and like your brain sort of imbues his expression with you know whatever so that kind of thing like is in video games too but there's also a lot of these conventions that just seem like like a block to that kind of revelatory moving experience I'm proposing could be coming from video games. It's mm, a good point. It would be interesting to see a game that gets like, you know, call of duty money, but it's just like totally unconventional. I want to sure. design the perfect video game like that. I don't actually want to do this, but I want to like theoretically do it now. Totally. I'm saying like, it's, it's got like an interesting narrative that was like, that has unexpected twists and turns. Cause that's fun, you know, Um, It has characters who are kind of believable, but also strange, and that there are no conventions. Like you don't respawn. You know, there's no like fucking like bad guy. You don't respawn. There's yeah, you don't respawn or something. So you don't die. Yeah, you don't die or like it's really hard for you to die or something. You know, like like there's maybe like Minecraft had shit like that. Yeah, sure. Like that was a good game actually. That was totally unconventional like mm-hmm. like they definitely i'm sure there was definitely like builder kind of games i mean i played a couple of those when i was a kid but yeah that's a good example of a game and it fucking rocked the world dude yeah. it was like the game if it, it, it was like the casual game still in has influence. an absurd community it is huge it's you, growing have you yeah. seen that one that's yeah. like
1: i i'm sure you know about the shit, but there's like listener go check this out there's like minecraft like basically like project teams Mm. you know of like in the hundreds Mm -hmm. who will create like full-scale replicas so the one i saw was like a huge like a really significant part of the lord of the rings like landscape (laughs) like a whole part of the world yeah and they needed like a fucking team to like delegate work and qa the fucking building blocks
0: that emergent social stuff. Oh
1: my god! Talk about giving yourself like gaming as work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy's give like, a second all think. right, honey, like <laughs> we're gonna get takeaway tonight. I've got like <laughs> fucking. I <I've> promised. <laughs> promise. I promised
0: I would complete Mordor by eight a.m. tomorrow morning. I <laughs> was gonna stay up all night. I <laughs> yeah, it's wild, for sure. but there's yeah, a lot
1: of pride sure. there as well, and it's totally yeah. It's, it's that I think yeah. was quite moving to see. Like mm. that stuff speaks to like some of the video game adjacent stuff. Yeah. Is there something? A bit funny about that genre being so popular like which you, genre? uh the one-to-many parasocial like watch yeah. pewdiepie have mad fun yeah. like playing a video game yeah. and be loud and be stupid and you all million people sit there quietly and like with your arms folded or like maybe on your side in bed with your laptop and like watch this guy like do the fun thing like something in me feels a little bit suspicious of like why that's so popular i get that it's like comforting and shit especially
0: the one that you said where you're like lying on your side with your laptop open in bed that's like fuck what's going on man are you okay are we good (laughs) that's
1: when you've had a tough day at work
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i want to yeah I, i wanted you to say like they're making their like sexy mexican feast and they're like they're like, they got the laptop on in the corner in the kitchen and they're like not even watching him, but he's just there, like he's their friend. I but, don't
1: even know if that's better.
0: But they're like enlightened and they've got their own like life to, to look forward to. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best scenario you could you could have to watch. A I don't PewDiePie know. We're all,
1: our relationship with content is always going to be troubled. Sure. Just like as we started to examine that one, I thought it was an interesting, because yeah, mm-hmm. when you're a kid, you didn't want to, like, you're like, no, it's my turn. Like, now you watch me. Like, I wanted people to watch me play video games, not the other way around.
0: Since we were at the post grad show at NAS um, to tape some stuff or to see some stuff. Um, we bumped into Billy Robertson, who had a couple of really cool things to say about gaming and ceramics and shrines and pilgrimages. Um, so here's our little quick chat with Billy.
2: Billy Robertson. Um, sometimes I go by Sibilla, sometimes it's Billy. Um, I'm a ceramic artist, but I generally do installation. I feel like the ceramic object, it deserves to be installed more than just passed by quickly. Um, I'm really into tactile interventions within artworks. Um, and my main focus is basically glaze chemistry. I'm a huge um, glaze nerd, and I could cool. talk to you about that Whoa. for hours.
0: Okay, first of all, what's this I can see like this big sign that says souvenirs
2: yeah this is my souvenir stall okay um so for my you know postgraduate big exhibition work Mm -hmm. um I decided to make a shrine and I've got the stall (laughs) so it's it's kind of about the economic structures Mm -hmm. that support um specific sites of worship Mm -hmm. whether that's like a shrine or you know an artwork right kind of how um like shrines or like big ideologies um, proliferated their imagery Mm -hmm. is through um, economic means so people Uh would buy like pilgrim badges from sites and then they take them and then they disperse them or they give them to friends as gifts yeah Yeah,
1: I love that that was really cool there's a book one of my favourite travel writers he has a book called Souvenir and I heard him like talking about it and he was talking about like I don't know, like, the politics of visiting places and buying souvenirs Mm -hmm. and how there's kind of, like, a thing of, like, it's, like, tacky, like, souvenir stores are, like, tacky or something. But then he was saying it's almost like the local like economy was more appreciative of the like air quotes bad traveler who like came in <laughs> bought heaps of souvenirs and like fucked off yeah. versus the like poor student who's like taking up all the like resources but like buying buy anything. and for instagram yeah, yeah. and not, not cool it, take yeah. of like yeah there's kind of something yeah you know no, yeah, it's you great know.
2: it's a community thing because yeah. Yeah. it's the people who like live around the shrine or the area mm, that mm, get mm, the money mm. um but then also the identity the icon um benefits off that as well because mm-hmm. If you're buying something or if something is mass produced, Mm. it means it's significant in some way. There's something about it that means why people want to produce it, why people want to buy it. Yeah,
0: Yeah. It's like we were reading some like, who was it, John Berger maybe or something for an earlier episode about photography, I think. And he had this one liner about um, like postcards of the Mona Lisa. Yeah, And I thought it was such an interesting, (laughs) basically he was saying like, now... um, you know, there's millions of copies of it, but uh-huh. you can have it surrounded uh-huh. by your own things rather yeah. than you're yeah. sort of in, like you're an alien in its world. It can yeah, be yeah, like yeah. in your world. sort of, yeah, mm, mm. yeah. Captured in some sense. Yeah. It, it changes the meaning of the work, but it totally.
2: still upholds its value. Yeah. Like it's like, yeah. why is there so many, um, postcards of Mona Lisa available mm, mm. why is it so important yeah. why is it why <laughs> yeah. do we want to buy it yeah um, totally yeah and that's like and then so someone's made that decision at some point yeah not that that's another you know unique work in itself yeah but it's kind of the commodity culture that surrounds the work yeah really like makes the val- value grow yes economic and transcendental yes and it applies to religion it applies to yeah. art mm, it applies yeah. to
0: pretty much everything so yeah. what were you guys saying about video games <laughs>
1: right so we were like and <laughs> okay. we walked up to that work there and we were talking about, like, Matt and I slowly building this thread, maybe from, like, a first draft show, like... Eight or nine months ago, we Which saw friends, like, okay. yeah. yeah, something like that. We saw like Francesca Zach's like really sick uh, like drawings, and we saw them also at the corner store. Mm-hmm. And we were like, damn, there's like this fantasy world. Yeah. And then, like, recently, we just got some Alvin Willey stuff, and we were like, hmm, fantasy is coming up again. <laughs> fantasy, and yeah. it feels like it's this cool tether that we've like kind of mapped. Yeah. You know, we, I don't know how long it's been going on for, but we've yeah. been kind of noticing it. Mm. And we walked up to your work and we were like, hey, like another kind of vibe. Yeah, mm. yeah, but sure. Matt, you were kind of like, this is more of a Zelda <laughs> thing, and yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah, and where so we were
2: Zelda, up to. I love Zelda. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. like a huge influence. Um actually before I came before I came to NAS mm-hmm. I was studying um video game concept art. No way. Um so I was re- I'm really no into world building and that's yep. why I kinda of cool. wanna do installation and Im- yep. immersive. Yeah, I
0: love the like, things. Yeah, you've yeah. like you've really got the beautiful like the lighting on each shelf. Yeah, of the, yeah thank you. Of it's the very shop. tacky. Yeah, so good. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's tacky pro. It's like it looks like cabaret almost. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a
2: spectacle of itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, oh, I love video games. No, I try to like bring in the interactive aspect of video games mm-hmm. in my artwork because mm-hmm. it's like you've got this digital world and how does a person. Put themselves inside of it and mm-hmm. so you have the controller and you have like yeah. the yeah. vision and everything and the way the way you move through a world mm-hmm. and you have little icons that are flashing little yeah. points of value that direct you through a certain pathway and stuff like that mm-hmm. that's really interesting but you can't really do anything tactile in a gallery setting yeah so i kind of wanted people to touch the work i wanted yeah. them to do something where i communicate with them yes. um, totally. and then when they can take the work with them it turns into something else and yes. it extends the life of the installation which is notoriously transient you know, for sure it ends yeah when the show ends.
0: and also like notoriously like you're not allowed to touch you know yes. yeah absolutely yeah yeah it's like it's or it's even sometimes like parts of the artwork that the artist had intended you, for example, to be able to walk past or walk over, people are like, I I don't want to do that. Yeah, Yeah. that's another thing. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's I'm really mm. glad It let me do it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, really cool, that's right? yeah. I
1: love this really too. Cool, this yeah. like the, yeah, yeah. the old the gallery, school, the yeah, yeah. like right. non cool like, payment system. It's <laughs> got yeah, yeah. like
0: gallery. Yeah, yeah, what okay. is that? The label, it's, label, a label the, made the, <laughs> it's a brother label maker or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah it's totally. like, yeah, totally that. like
1: so cool. Bringing that commerce into the yeah. space. I
0: like it. Yeah,
2: totally. Totally. Something that's done behind the scenes is like right up in there. Yeah, I guess like in a really like schlucky way, it makes you realize that art and Capitalism is just interconnected, and yes. that's, yeah. Yeah. you can't really escape that. So you try and navigate True. it the way you can. <laughs> True, um, and yeah. Have to sell it by doing it really out in the open. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: I love that. I've never seen this before. It's cool. Yeah. yeah,
2: I wish I was more more video game centred. I'd love okay. to do some kind of putting my work into, like, the digital world mm-hmm, and, like, navigating mm-hmm. it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially with, like, pathways, uh, you, how someone is supposed to walk around yeah, a uh-huh, work is really uh-huh. interesting. And how yeah. they do that in an open-world game is yeah, really interesting. Yeah, right, interesting.
0: <laughs> I can tell you've thought a lot about it. Oh, I okay, I've got to go a get a postcard time. before I go. <laughs> yeah, is yeah. These are so good. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. Thanks yeah, very much. It yeah, was lovely to meet you, Bailey. Yeah, you too. Okay, see you later. You.
1: One Wreck. This is a new segment. Just a wreck. It can be anything. Mm-hmm. What are you wrecking?
0: Um, I was just shown this album called Steve McQueen by a band called Prefab Sprout. I went over to my mate Griffin's house and three young lads were all sitting around the table just nodding and singing the whole thing. I was like, okay, fine. I will I will check out this recommendation. And I was listening to it today and it's very cool. It has the most amazing arrangements on it. Just like sounds and, and chord progressions and words that just... I would never have thought went together, like, it's just really cool. I'm still, it's it's like, I'm still my first, like, listen of it, so, you know, TBC, so, you know. Maybe we'll check in next week for my Steve McQueen update. No, you've, you've wrecked I've u- it. have used it up.
1: You've fucking put your body on the line. Okay. You got what you got. Cool, all well, right. It turns out to be a really shit record. True, We've yeah, a true. seal of approval. Okay, well, that uh, will, that's
0: going on the record, isn't And it? that's going to
1: be on the website, too.
0: True, all right, fine. All our wrecks. I'll, I'll stick with it.
1: I'm trying to decide my wreck. I don't know, my wreck is either uh, just Nang's
0: Alright, right on. <laughs> cool. Or I can get behind that. Swimming in rivers. My man went fucking way off this week. Alright, cool. Yeah. yeah. My name is Matt. I'm Aiden. And you have been listening to Hung Up. We're on Instagram at hungup.au and if you send us a message, we will respond to the message.
1: Yeah, send us a DM and also reviews. Reviews on iTunes and new reviews on Spotify.
0: They've just added the feature. If you enjoyed this, give us a fucking... Run it up, dude. Get on Spotify. Yeah. Punch in number five. Five stars.
1: Also, what about guests?
0: Yeah, we're talking to... We're Our manager is talking to several high-profile managers <laughs> in the local Sydney art just scene.
1: reach out to us if you want to be a guest or yep. if you know someone who would be a good guest. Yep. Just DM us, hungup.au. Yep. And maybe we can chat.
0: Yep. All right. Thanks for listening.